Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour, so I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona, and then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. It just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, so that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. 
I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there. JMSComedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey, idiots. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, the podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. You guys, it's me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. If you are new to the show, I'm your host. I don't always sound like this. I don't sound much better. I have a pretty raspy voice, but uh, I apologize for how I sound in the intro and outro and the episode. I have been sick. I finally went to a doctor. That's the sound of me sipping my uh, concoction of apple cider vinegar and whatever, lemonade and honey. Not lemonade, lemon juice. It doesn't matter, you guys. Uh, yeah, I, I tried to do a home self-care and uh, it did not work. So I finally had to give in and see a doctor. So I am up earlier than I planned to be because I was awoken <laughs> by a roommate because we have tandem parking and so I was like let me try to get the intro out um I had prescription cough syrup with codeine when I went to bed last night so if I sound a little um honestly I talk so fast normally that I I might just sound uh like I'm speaking at a normal pace um but yeah so I'm on Lots of meds. Apparently, uh, apparently needed to treat this thing pretty aggressively. So, doing like antibiotics and steroids and this cough syrup and still my weird homemade teas. Whatever. I'm taking another sip, you guys, and I don't care how annoying that is. Oh, it's so hot. So mediocre tasting at best. Um, all right. If you're new to the podcast, Please listen to a couple of their episodes and know that's not just me complaining about my voice all the time. Um, but you guys, if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. It really helps it. It makes it easier for other people to find it so that some more people can learn answers to all our stupid questions. Uh, thank you to those who have reviewed it. We're at 50, which is pretty cool because we're not even at 50 episodes. And that's just the U.S. ratings. Unfortunately, I have to go through like some other system I guess to see all your other ratings I know there's at least a few from the UK I, I figured it out this weekend but I, it's like a, every time I sit down I'm gonna have to like go through I don't know uh, so I just wanted to make sure I wasn't not thanking anyone because um, I am very grateful so thank you um, 
yeah, thank you, thank you. And um, on that note, I uh, I hope that I'm literally. You guys are discussing. I'm blowing my nose while I'm talking to you. I'm sorry. Um, this is who I am. Ignorance is in the title. Like, deal with it. Um, don't worry, you can't catch it through the airwaves or whatever they're called. Earbuds, airwaves. You know what? They should be. You should be listening through Studio Sweden headphones. Um, I promise uh, I won't bother you about these forever, you guys, but um, one more time for old time's sake because I'm very excited about my headphones. I traveled with them uh, this past weekend when I went to Seattle and um, I already knew the quality was great, but I hadn't been using them. I just hadn't had an opportunity to use them in like louder environments. It just hadn't come up and they are pretty killer at blocking out sound so bonus points for studio sweden uh, i have the regents if you're like which specific headphones so you want to ignore uh the people on your plane um these are great for that it's uh they're great uh they're cute too they're i feel uh rarely do i feel stylish and these headphones make me feel cool that's kind of like what sets the whole company apart they're stylish They've got like a sleek Scandinavian design, which obviously Sweden, uh, they are, uh, known for being hot. And now you can have a little piece of that. These headphones, but the quality, you don't lose anything on the quality. Um, and they're Bluetooth. You can, you can listen with or without a cord. I still haven't even set it up on Bluetooth. I'm just still like steady, like an old man set in his ways. That's just the way it is. I want to plug it in. Um, but yeah. They are amazing. And you could get 15% off on a pair if you go to their website, studiosweden.com. That's S-U-D-I-O-S-W-E-D-E-N.com. And use the code BLESSED. So that's my little code for you. Get some headphones. I got some other cool audio stuff. Get whatever you want. Um, and uh, try them out. You will be happy you did. Okay, let's get to it. My guest this week is Alyssa Yeoman. Uh, she's awesome, you guys. She featured for me all week in Seattle. Uh, but we've known each other since high school. Um, high school? Yeah, we played hockey together. So, yeah. We, uh, reminisce a little, but she's just got a really cool family dynamic. Her history is cool. And, uh, and she's just a cool person. So we talk about, uh, her family dynamic, who she is now, what that means, we talk about um, race and gender because it all applies, as you'll hear in the episode. Um, we get pretty—it's a pretty fun conversation. We have a lot of laughs. Um, I say some dumb shit, but we—we uh, uh, we laugh. So, you know, have fun, enjoy it, um, and then check Alyssa out all over social media at Alyssa Yo. That's Y E O. Uh, it's kind of a cool last name, and. Uh, and uh, yeah, go see her live when you're in Seattle or wherever the road may take her. Uh, last thing, if uh, you're a Twitter person, we're on Twitter at Blessed Podcast. You can follow just me, JMS Comedy. And the podcast is on Instagram now. I spent an unnecessary amount of time catching back up on old photos to try to give it like a layout, which I'm kind of proud of because not that uh, it's it, it's anything like amazing but it looks organized which is not the case for my regular instagram usually um although i guess i do have a little bit of a pattern now anyway 
That's that. Uh, Tampa. Last thing. I will be there Wednesday, November 29th at 8 p.m. at Side Splitters. I'm performing for one night only, and 5% of the show proceeds will go to getting a Gigi's Playhouse in Tampa, which is a, a center for um, people with Down syndrome, uh, you know, just to, to help them get, you know, things they need, education, and, and to educate the community about Down syndrome, uh, which is, uh, which uh, I love. I special place in my heart. I used to work with uh, special needs kids, and I volunteered with the Special Olympics for a long time, and uh, and it's cool that they are now trying to get one of those. It's a nationwide organization, so check that out. And if you're in Tampa, come to the show. All right, you guys, here we go. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed. Um, I don't know why I just did an intro. I do a separate intro. <laughs> I'm here with Alyssa Yeoman. Uh, I, do I say that right? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. I've thought that that was it. My entire yeah. life. My not entire life. But the life that you've known me for. The life so. that I've known you. Um, God, how long have we known each other? I don't want to say. It's like over a decade. It's over a decade, which is so strange how life reunited us. But Yeah. yeah. Right? Like, what yeah. are the odds? I don't know. That's crazy. We played yeah. hockey together, you guys. Yeah. We met in probably, what, 2004, 2005. Yeah. And we were both state champions. Yes. We warming were. the bench. <laughs> We didn't get to play that last quarter. I'll never oh forget that. Oh my God, that. They, we were on the ice when like the, the buzzer went off. Exactly, because they were like, we're in such a high lead. Let's get out everybody who sucks. <laughs> Reg, that old Reg. Man. You guys, this guy was like old. He would yell at us and like spit his, his spit. I just remember, okay, I don't know if this ever, if you noticed this or maybe I mentioned it at some point back then, but like one time he was yelling and drooling and the drool froze on his chin i absolutely remember that and i also there's two things i remember one our other hockey coach didn't his wife like leave him for a woman oh i don't know i i fear i feel like i remember that hot rob yeah it was hot yeah oh i was like oh sexy show me your hockey stick i was like so gross yeah, I'm still a virgin. I was like, you can have me. Yeah, take me. Yeah. Um, and I also remember the time that we volunteered to sing the national anthem. <laughs> and I started <laughs> coughing. <laughs> we both very much overestimated our skills as a singer. I forgot about that. <laughs> and we're like, well, well, we can sing. And I was like, no, not that either. No. <laughs> it's like we're enthusiastic. Yeah. I started coughing and I was like, <laughs> sorry. Halfway through. <laughs> I wasn't even planning on hitting that note either. That was great. Oh. I think about that often. I'm like, wow, I just <laughs> so much confidence <laughs> for no, no fucking reason to death. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <clears throat> yeah, there were so many sports and things that I was like, I'm just gonna try out. And I was like, I would never. I won't do anything new now. No, not like even. I won't try new food. God, I've tried like swimming, karate. <laughs> um, what else? I tried lacrosse for a short time. Oh my god, I tried. I joined a rugby team in college. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, who was the other girl on our hockey line, tried to get me into roller derby. Oh, someone tried to get me into wor- roller derby once, and I was like, I'm not that gay. Yeah, I don't like, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know if I can. I kept trying to join sports that are for people definitely not built like. Yeah, me. like I don't realize that I'm a tiny frail human i act like i'm built like a refrigerator it's all that personality just <clears throat> like that'll save me when a woman named bernadette who weighs two tin right. crushes into me on skates oh, that's great. oh god it's so funny 
So I guess we reconnected, what, like three years ago? Probably. I think I just moved to Seattle. Okay. I hadn't been here long. So three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you were doing a little comedy tour. Yeah, I, was, I did time. a little tour with a uh, couple other ladies, Walk of Shame tour. Yeah. Um, and you came to the show, and I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, it was great. This girl's awesome. And then you started doing comedy, like, pretty... Soon after. Yeah, well, how long after that did you start? I don't know. I feel like it had to have been another year yeah. or so before I started. Um, maybe. I think it was, was it 2015 though? Or was it 2014? I think I came at the end of 2014 is when we were here. Oh, then I did start like months after in January. You heard it here, people. I inspired. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that catalyst. Um, of just women in right. a metal club. My relationship at the time was dissolving. <laughs> that'll, you know I, what? That'll kickstart you into something. That'll move you. Um, Thankfully. Yeah, thank God. Um, <laughs> and I'd signed up for this improv class, like, right, kind of shortly after you left. I was like, oh, I had a friend at work who was like, let's just do this improv class. And I was like, okay. Oh, fun. I went to improv the first day. They're like, why are you here? And I was like, I want to be a stand-up comedian. And I was like, I've never said that out loud before. And then I was like, oh, maybe that's it. Like, I just hadn't really connected you're like, all oh. the comedy I was intaking. <laughs> just so came like, out of you and you're like, oh, yeah, I guess I have a dream. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Where did that come from? <laughs> Where, who? Yeah. And I was pretty bad at improv. Um, that's so funny. Well, I think it's because I got high before every class. Oh, that'll like, do it. Yeah. That'll either make or break. It'll make you better or make you worse. Exactly. I was just so self-conscious about it. I was like, oh, I need to loosen up. And then I just go in and be paranoid. You're just <laughs> way more uptight. Exactly. You're like, everyone's judging me. Exactly. <laughs> and I was just like, no anding everything. And I was like, I'm sorry. I just have an idea in my head and it's not going away. I don't know. <laughs> no <how> and. <laughs> yeah. Will you pass me the pasta? That's not pasta. That's a hippopotamus. <laughs> yeah. Like what? I really just, I'm envisioning a hippo right and it's like follow me with this oh god um, that's so funny you know yeah. what? i tried stand up because i originally was like hell-bent on being a sketch like a character sketch person oh okay. i loved snl and i would write all the variety shows for my i mean it's so silly but my sorority we did like there was like an annual thing where they did a variety show competition mm -hmm. we'd always win and i'd write them and they were really funny toot okay. toot. <laughs> other people said that whatever but I didn't know how. And I was like, I guess I'll just try stand up. Oh, okay. Because there's people on the sh on Saturday Night Live who've been stand ups. But then the minute I did stand up, I was like, oh, no, this is the thing. Yeah, that's exactly. I mean, the first time I went on stage to do stand up, it was in this place called The Basement that doesn't exist here in Seattle anymore. Oh. And it was, yeah, RIP. Um, just like a void of a room. It was like in the, it was in a literal basement. There were <laughs> dragons on the wall. No, nothing but other comics <laughs> yeah <laughs> nothing but other comics there and i had like written out this set like s 700 times to just try to memorize it yeah you i know, have full script i had the full part from that was just like hey how's everybody doing <laughs> <Me> too. <laughs> yeah. I, it just was like i'm a little nervous yeah, exactly. Like written yeah, exactly i had like I'm, lines for being nervous yeah exactly <laughs> um but immediately when i went up i was like oh shit i love this and yeah. i like, went to an open mic the next day and just i was like okay and i'm never stopping. it just becomes an addiction you're just yeah. like i'm i think that's how it goes well that was because i remember you telling me you were doing stand-up and i am always a, i've always been of the mindset of like because when like if a random person finds out i'm a comedian they'll be like in la they're like mm. i've always wanted to try that and i'm a lot of comedians are like go fuck yourself but i'm always like well there's open mics if you really want to try it try right. it why not 
But like when you said that, because yeah. a lot of times there are people if they had said that, I'd been like, oh, cool. <laughs> good luck good luck out there but i was like oh my god that makes so much sense oh, i was just you. like yes she's great it's gonna be so great like i was just so excited and rarely do i think of any of my friends i have hilarious friends that would that don't do stand-up yeah. and i never go they would be great at stand-up i think i have one other friend my friend matt and right. he is an absolute maniac. <laughs> he's the most hilarious person in the world, but he would get just taken down by a blog so quickly uh, because okay. he's just like so offensive. Uh, One right, year right. for Halloween. This is so bad. I had to untag pictures with him because I was like, the internet's going to come for me and you guys don't, don't go after my friend Matt. <laughs> he just dressed as a big black woman. <laughs> he just <laughs> full face paint. It was his party and I came in and there was just, it was such a good costume that like I didn't know it was him. Oh my. There was just this big black lady here, you know. <laughs> and it was like the most hideous dress. Right. It wasn't like cool. He just found like a dress at a thrift store. And uh -huh. I was like, I mean, what are you going for here? Right. Like, <laughs> like, this is offensive and also like no black woman dresses like this. No self-respecting woman. Right. Like, exactly. It was just like this. Oh, gross vintage. But he does stuff like that. Yeah. Once he walked around at a football game, just pretending he was mentally handicapped, which a lot of people, <laughs> you guys, this was 2009 before yeah, it people was a knew better. Time. It was a different time. It was terrible and I don't condone it. I haven't talked right. to him in years. Obama was president. We all thought we're fine. Everything's going to be okay. It. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it was horrifying, but also like, I don't know when people are just, so lacking in concern about offending right, people right. i'm like god damn <laughs> ah, now everyone's gonna what be a freedom yeah the, <laughs> i unsubscribe to your podcast can yeah. you <laughs> we um, looked at matt yeah um, he's a bad man no he's great <laughs> you guys he's gay so it's okay oh yeah um, so he's fine <laughs> no, it's, it's very terrible um yeah no but it was just a thing where i was like that makes sense because i just felt like the only reason I even kept playing hockey the second year was like, because the bench was so much fun. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would we would laugh until we'd pee our pants. We were just like, like I was peeing like, on the bench. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh! Another joke I remember when we remixed "If You Give a Mouse a Cookie." We had this whole elaborate. I don't oh, know wait. why I always think about it. And I think we talked about if you give someone some nookie and we just like, <laughs> we just went on a tangent. Exactly. You give a man some nookies. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but he's going to want the butt too. Yeah. <laughs> it's right. never enough. <clears throat> no, oh I think God. there is a different connection though needed to just from being funny to doing stand up. That people, some people don't get it and they're like, oh, I'm funny. All my friends think I'm funny. The people at the office love me. Right. And you stand up and you're like, oh, you just have like a lot of like, funny weekend stories that if there's nothing going yeah. on I, I yeah it's, it's like you will because it's like easier to also bounce in conversation mm, and you have mm. people to play off of versus like no you're just up there entertaining people right we're not talking back to you right it is funny watching that you see people trying stand up and they're like and you just know that they're like I'm, my friends think i'm funny and you're right. like oh you're not prepared at all no, that's the other thing too is it. when people have never done stand up and they think they're just gonna go up there and like Talk. Freestyle. Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, it's, I don't need a plan. You're and you're like, like, what a fool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your funeral. <laughs> yeah. Idiot. Yeah. Ah, uh, but that was like just so exciting. Thank you. Um, appreciate that. Yeah. Let's talk about, I don't know, I, I want to talk about comedy, but I want to talk about you. You have a okay. bit where you talk about your family dynamic. Yes. And like, it's just 
it's so unique. It's like, <laughs> I feel like no one likes the word unique. It sounds like, like that's unique, but in a good way. Um, so you're adopted. Yes. Um, <laughs> let, let's just dive in. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah. um, Alyssa's black. You guys can't tell. Yeah, no, you absolutely cannot <laughs> tell. <laughs> Just because you can't see us, yeah. no other reason. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I try to do a bit about that, having a super white voice, and people like, just don't i'm like come on i'm like, not the only one you guys hear me right yeah right i was like this is not my phone voice this is literally my everyday yeah voice. you're like i'm not putting this on to make white people comfortable yeah, yeah right. this is just how i sound yeah right yeah oh, so you have so your mom is white mm-hmm. and then your dad's black yes and then i have two older brothers who weren't adopted um, so you came so they're older than you yeah my brothers are actually seven and eleven years older than me so they're much older than i am and then your parents were like, let's adopt a kid. That's interesting. Yeah. So uh, I think my mom had had like two, she's had like two miscarriages. Oh. Um, and I, they were wanting a girl um, after they had lost a second child. Oh. Um, they were started looking into adoption. Um, they were living in American Samoa <laughs> at the time, I believe. What? Um, yeah. And they had a friend named Peter, who's my Canadian. <clears throat> and uh, Wow. Right. This is so cool. Yeah. It was straight up like, hey, there's this woman who's having her ninth child. My birth mom was bartender and getting it in uh, oh, frequently. As you do in as American do. Samoa as a bartender. Right. No, she was in Micronesia. Oh, yeah. Right. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, <laughs> I don't even I don't even know where that is. Yeah. It's a chain of islands between it's kind of close to Australia and New Guinea. Oh, uh, I was like, Pacific is islands. it like Indonesia, but smaller? Yeah, just a <laughs> tiny Indonesia. <laughs> um and i heard about that i was going to be born and they were looking for someone to adopt and so it went through pretty quickly and my dad came over and adopted me um for five hundred dollars wow that (laughs) seems cheap it was was very cheap was it like through was there paperwork or was he just like here bartender cash exactly give me that baby she like just passed the envelope across and she passed me to the other side oh my god he spent a little bit of time there i think he spent a week there when he went to adopt me and i was born super sick and um oh no yeah and so that's how that went and they were like okay well we have a daughter now and got my citizenship papers at two years old. okay so you technically you were a citizen of micronesia when you were born yeah Wow. Yeah. So you're micro Do you know your like ethnic um, heritage? So I don't know. I believe um, we think that I'm half black. And I definitely identify with being black because I mean, everybody thinks I'm black <laughs> all the time. So you look black. black. Right. I just have like some features that aren't. Um, yeah, you, I guess you could have like. Right. What, what anything I say is gonna sound really when I'm now no. picking apart your features. No, like, yeah, your your eyes look a little Asian. Oh, I get that all the time. People <laughs> ask if I'm like half Japanese. Um, and they're just oh, I wish I was. I wish I'd be like, uh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> look at this. That's why I'm so cute. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just a cute little mixed girl. Um, <laughs> but my birth father is like unknown, so there's oh. no telling. And all she said to my father was um, that he was a soldier. That was it. That's like all she. That sounds no like. Name. Wow, you would have. Yeah. You could only be a comedian or just like a really sad songwriter. Yeah, right. <laughs> Those were my two options. All she said was he was a soldier. Yeah, <laughs> that's like. The- <laughs> that just sounds like the opening to just like a sad indie movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. Uh, 
I really don't know anything about Micronesia. I have to study this episode. Yeah, I was like, so, a soldier for what? Yeah, and I don't know. I'm I'm assuming my parents were always like, I'm assuming it was an American soldier. Oh, like, and he was over there rolls like, through dick some like down. a navy guy. Right. It's just exactly. like fucking the bard, probably. Yeah. I mean, oh, it makes wow. sense. Um and at the time when I was adopted, uh, my dad said that like people really didn't wear shirts in Micronesia. This was like in <laughs> 1987. That's amazing. And so women pulled up their skirts when he came into town to cover their breasts. Oh, wow. Um, totally different lifestyle. We have like one That's like really very like, scratchy like video of it. Feels really like bohemian, free spirity. Uh-huh. I kind of like that. I like it too. And then I came here and just assimilated. Just, just immediately. immediately. <laughs> I was like, okay, they this covered is my you home now. Right? Like, be ashamed of your body. Like, ah. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. so interesting. Have you ever, you don't have any contact with her, I assume? Or? I don't. Um, I know her name. Uh, I found out that I have some people from my Micronesian side of my family that live in Kansas City, Missouri. Okay, that doesn't. How do you go from Micronesia to like the place that would probably be like, we don't like Micronesians. Yeah. We don't even know what they are. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I probably have a very skewed, a Kansas City, Missouri, I guess is a city. Don't come at me, Kansas City people. Right. But like, I don't know. How do you end up Kansas. in the middle of America when you're, I have no idea. So I'm interested to meet them at some point. Um, and I would be interested to meet my birth mother for a long time. I was kind of like, Oh, I don't care about this i have like my parents are He's fine my, family, my life is fine me. yeah exactly why why shake things up now yeah. you know what i mean yeah but i get more interested in it i guess as years yeah is yeah. there a little bit of because like i i found out i was created through artificial insemination and it's like i don't think that i'm going to like meet meet my biological i mean i won't meet him because right. it's impossible but I don't, it's not like I would be like, now I'll have this connection, but I do kind of have this, like, I just want to look at someone and go, oh, Same. okay, that's where that, that's, that explains exactly. this. Exactly. I'm, I feel the same way, which at first I was like, is this completely vain? I just want to see someone who looks like me yeah. <laughs> and be like, okay. Like even with siblings, people have siblings and they're like, I'm always like, wow, you and your brother look so much alike. And people are like, we're related. And I'm like, oh. What's that like? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. Go on. <laughs> yeah. The same parents. Exactly. Met both of them. <laughs> mm. They're both around. You've seen them. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, that's the only reason why I'd be interested to meet her. Yeah. Um, in the video, she's much skinnier than me, though. So I'm like, that well, bitch. I know. It's like, fuck America. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, American culture, you know, you're beautiful. Right. Is she like a skinny Micronesian? She's got perfect tits. Or yeah, dangling. right. Like, Good, great. Right. I have more of an ass. So that's where I think uh, that I'm black. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm, like, I'm definitely not black says. at all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you, no. um, did you grow up? Like from the beginning where your parents like, you're adopted. And that's like, how did your parents handle that? Yeah. So uh, I have been told my whole life, which I was super fortunate about. My parents are just pretty honest. Like I never believed in Santa Claus either. See, because I love like, that. Right. Mom was like, I never wanted you to be disappointed. I was like, yeah, well, and then it's like yeah. to have to go, oh, my parents have lied to me exactly. like, on top of their not being this magical man. Yeah, like, exactly. My whole life has been a lie. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely so i was i was always told that i was adopted which um i'm like super fortunate about i remember having friends um <laughs> in high school who like i have one friend specifically who found out right before our senior year of high school that we're they were like, adopted yeah we were like registering for classes and he's like Alyssa, can i talk to you for a second and i was like yeah sure and he's like i found out i was adopted this summer and i was like 
No. Yikes. Welcome to it'd the club. Weird, it'd, be like, <laughs> it'd be weird if her friend was like black and had a white family. And like, yeah, like, just like had no idea. <laughs> I, I'm shocked. I'm like, you didn't? No. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad for that because I yeah. think it could have been way worse. I was already so angsty anyways. Like if I would have found out at any time in my teens that I was adopted, I it would have like crushed you. Yeah. Or like you would have just... the all that breaks the camel's back or whatever yeah yeah i remember when i found out because i wasn't supposed to ever find out that oh. I, and i was just like what like, how did you find out did you my drunk stepbrother told me because he had overheard my dad when he remarried his mom mm-hmm. he had overheard him explaining that to her and then had been sworn to secrecy and we were like him and i were up like drinking beer i was visiting my dad when i was in college my dad lived on the other coast of florida and I said something and then I was like, I don't know. I was just kind of felt like I was adopted or something like I didn't fit in. And he just made a face and I was like, what, what's a, why yeah. is your face? He's like, ah, uh, can I tell you something? But he goes, but you got to promise not to tell anyone. No. And I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. Well, cause it's also just like, do you worry about, or not worry? Like, have you thought about doing like a, a DNA I have recently though. Like yeah. very recently I've thought about doing the whole DNA thing. Yeah. I did 23 and me. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's like originally I thought but this is so dumb, but I was like, Oh, maybe it'll like lead to me finding out who my father is. Okay. For the same, just wanting to go, Oh, that's that. Mm-hmm. And then I was also like, Oh, I can kind of know if I'm genetically predisposed to a few things or whatever. Right. And know my heritage. But it's just such a weird, like, I found out I'm mostly Ashkenazi Jewish. Okay. Um, which is fu- like whatever is it was cool going, Oh, I'm kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm not just white. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> oh man. No wonder I'm so funny. Right. <laughs> Jews are hilarious. Uh, but it's this weird, like w- cool, but also why? Mm-hmm. Because even if you look at like genetics, like I have, I just submitted a, a thing. I got like a genetic breakdown and it tells you things you're at risk for or good genes that you have. Right. It's like you're less likely for this, but it, but all of that stuff is like maybes. Like, yeah, I have every gene. Like, I swear to God, I am horrifically predisposed to obesity. And so it's like, I'm still going to look at one thing that's like, you're a li- slightly higher risk for cancer and I'm neurotic. And I'm like, I'm going to get cancer. And right. it's like, I'm clearly not obese, but I have every obese gene. Right. But it's like one thing said Alzheimer's I'm doomed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, it was interesting because that one links you to, it shows people who are genetically related to you. Oh, I would be interested to see that. So it's it like, like give you their Facebook or it will give you their <laughs> account. And some of them are open or like you can like, people set their different privacy settings. So there's like one person who was pretty close to me, like second to fourth cousin Okay. that I tried messaging just to, I don't know. I was like, maybe I'll yeah. find out about my family or whatever, mm-hmm. but they never responded, but it's like, ouch. <laughs> Thanks man. It's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Cause I guess in theory, if whoever my father was, was to also do a 23 and me, it would suddenly be like, this person's in your immediate family. Yeah. And you'd be like, Okay. And it just pops up. Do you get to keep the information so if someone new pops up in your 23 and me? Yeah, they always like, they're always adding. So when people oh, come, okay. like every once in a while I get an email, it's like you have new relatives. And like yeah. Most of me wants to be like who cares? But 
I'm gonna click. A small part time. of me always clicks it. Yeah, because I'm like, Dada, <laughs> is that you? <laughs> I just want to like. I'm. It's like honestly. Ugh. I've heard. I mean, I've heard DNA testing isn't 100 percent accurate anyway. Yeah, like, from what you do, but I do want to know. I think the health thing is a huge thing. To yeah. Know what you have or what you could have. Um, that always worries me. Like when I go to the doctor and they're like, oh, do you have a history of all these things in your family? Like every time I panic and I was like, I'm adopted. <laughs> like yeah. don't ask me those questions. I have no idea. It's like, I, could I be don't dying right know. Now. Like, yeah, exactly. My whole family could be dead from a specific cancer. Right. I'm like, I will never know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I have a history of promiscuity. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Where to begin, doc? <laughs> Uh, how much time do you have? <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So, did you feel, did you ever feel different? Or maybe even just like in your teenage years, think that you felt different? Oh my goodness. Being the one adopted kid versus... I am a incredibly detached person. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, it's, I mean, it's taken me years to embrace that, but like I've always been... well first of all my family dynamic in general like my parents were really good about being like you know your own space your own thing type of parents anyway yeah on top of that yeah i totally on top of just having depression my whole life Uh, that definitely yeah that definitely like contributed to that but i do feel really i think i create attachments in a different way than people um like I've always like been super close to all my friends. Like I value those in a different way. I value way. my friends more than family. I'm sorry if you're listening family. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, it's like bonds you choose. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's put a huge weight on that sometimes where, uh, I'm like, where I'm like, oh, these are my friends. I'm really protective of my friends. Um, and my parents always frame my adoption too. Like, you know, you're special because we chose you. Yeah. Right? And so... I think that made when you go out and make friends or in romantic relationships, it's like, Oh, I'm choosing this. Um, yeah. It's like, that's I a mean, different way. that's kind of cool. Right. But yeah, I feel, I always felt super misunderstood and I still sometimes to this day, obviously, I mean, I do comedy. So everybody's like, I'm you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm different. Listen to this, but also relate to me. Yeah. Um, please. <laughs> anybody. Can Find anybody? some connect. Yeah. Exactly. Anyone. <laughs> I'm grasping at straws here. <laughs> Literally taking straws out of people's drinks. It's in the actually row. pretty funny because I'll have jokes about being adopted. I have this one joke where I talk about like doing drugs because... I was adopted and loved too much and nobody ever laughs because I'm like, oh yeah, this is, nobody gets that. No, <laughs> like, nobody, like, everybody's like, okay, like what does that mean? And I'm like, you just have, like, I need to better explain that, but <laughs> that's just, yeah, it definitely. It's like I serious. needed to do something. They were just, yeah. whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm trying to work on that and work on like being a little bit more open. I think I'm really good at pretending to be open because of that too. I'm really great at pretending to be open. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's that's like, amazing. Yeah. So I think that's something I'm like, that's probably from being adopted. Me and my therapist talk about it. So yeah. So, yeah. You're like I'm great at like pretending to care. Yeah. <laughs> what does this mean? <laughs> Whatever parents. That's interesting. You know, that also like speaks. I mean, this is probably like volumes to the, uh, stereotype of the black male father though that like a black man adopted like went because you just hear that like shitty fathers in general I have a lot of problems with but like <laughs> but it's like the stereotype of like the single black female and like here's this man adopting a child is like that's amazing right do you with like because I feel like we're in a tense I don't know if it's ever not been tense, but like with right. the racial climate and stuff, mm-hmm. is that 
Not weird. Like, how do you relate to someone who comes from like a mixed household? Yeah. Um, so I think I struggled with that for a long time. Um, I've been thinking about this story a lot. So whenever I was in college, I studied anthropology and I took a African-American anthropology class and just having been perceived as being black my whole life, that's always something where I'm like, am I black? And there, you know, there was definitely times where black kids were like, you talk too white. Like, you know, and I'm from this, my dad is also just like really weird. When I was in, <laughs> like when I was in school down in Texas in elementary school, he wears like lava lavas to mow the lawn. <laughs> and people would be like, oh, it's like Alyssa's dad wears skirts. And I was like, no, these are like culturally important. Like, like just kind of like that whole, they traveled a lot anyway. And so my family was always just kind of weird in general. Just quirky. Um, yeah. And so I, but I was in this class in college and I just started to make, I was thinking about my identity just so much more as you, as you do at the age 22. Yeah. Like, who am I? Right. And so I raised my hand and I was like, you know, I'm always perceived as black and like, I wonder, you know, like is the black experience specific to being like African American and like, how do I relate? And like, what, you know, what is my place in this? And my teacher wrote across the board, (laughs) Is Alyssa Black? Question mark. What? And yeah, <laughs> and the whole class, like the whole rest of the class, was spent getting feedback from my classmates on whether or not you were black. And we dissected my like cultural identity on the board. That's like interesting and from the, uh, the perspective of someone else in the class. Yeah, as the person who's being dissected. Yeah. Wow. And so we just talked it out. Um, we landed that I was black. <laughs> <laughs> and that Who, you know could have gone either way yeah right and like kind of and that's when i kind of got into more reading about like i wear, read bartende thurston's book how to be black i think that's a really good read for anybody who wants to oh good i like yeah, that it's really good um and it just kind of talks about like the variety of black experience and you know where you find those similarities um and so after doing that I definitely was like, okay, that made me feel more at ease with my identity. Oh, that's good. And to be like, oh yeah, I'm black, but here's where I'm from. Right. Yeah. Okay. And that's when I was learning like, you know, race is a cultural construct. So like black, what does that even mean anyway? And all this stuff. Um, And so now that we're in this climate that we're in, I definitely am like in it, you know, like I get it. Yeah. And I can now, I found more people to commiserate on, because more people have come out, you know, about their black experience. That's not the standard that we see. And so like, I'm not like the cartoon of what it is to be a black person that's been created. Like it's like, I don't match up with your idea of what Mm -hmm. being black is. Absolutely. So it's kind of helped me to find, you know, allies and other people where it's like, Oh yeah, this is our variety of experience. I don't like, yeah. And, and to be accepted by other black people, I think was a huge thing where it was like, Oh yeah, yeah, you definitely are. And then, you know, having all that division leave as well. When you were younger, did you feel like sort of outcast or anything? I did. Ever? I had a good portion of my life where I definitely did. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> totally. Uh, just in like junior high and. Bo- I'm like, asking you, below. like, we played ice hockey. Like, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> did you ever feel like and you did People are mean. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> but high school was another place where I definitely started to own my identity more because, I mean, people don't know this, but like Anchorage, Alaska is like rather diverse. Yeah. People are always like. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, people are always like, when I mention when someone sees a friend of mine, they're like, there's black people. And, yeah. and I was like, well, just him. 
you know like yeah, <laughs> yeah. just randy like, totally <laughs> and it's and that helped me too because i feel like my group of friends and i like my group of friends at high school was such a mix of people and it was just like everybody's from all these different places yeah it was and, so diverse right that was the first time i'd even seen when we moved to alaska it was the first time i'd seen um a native alaskan person oh i'd never seen a native i've ne- i had never seen well i lived in southern mississippi yeah. so i had seen one vietnamese kid and then everyone else was yeah white and, and i literally i remember that when i first got to alaska i was like oh there's like a lot of asian kids here and then people were like no these are like native alaskan people and i was like oh like learning oh, you know alaskan what I mean? indians yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> right and then there's different types of native and then it's like mm-hmm. I, yeah and so I think that also kind of helped me to like, oh, everybody's kind of different. So that kind of spurred me into it. So by the time I got to college and started to really ask and question that, that solidified it. But I'm thank God I like kind of came to terms. I mean, there's still new things I've learned about my identity since, but um, in that time, because I think it's made me better at like being adult. I can't imagine still going through all the angst and like, and just like, who am I? How do I relate I? to people? Type of yeah, stuff that I was going through at the same time. That's so exhausting. Yeah. Oh, just, I mean, like, and I still have moments of like, well, I don't even know. It's my identity. Yeah, I don't have like a, a fun thing. Like, yeah. I'm just yeah. a weird white lady that was like, I'm so I'm so afraid of being identified by one singular thing that like Same. the idea that people go, you're that that's the only thing they see of me mm-hmm. is like, especially with comedy, like, oh, you're the depression comic or like, oh, you're the blowjob lady. And it's right. like. I'm both of those things. Yeah, I'm all of these things. I give a very depressed blowjob. Right. Like, I used to get so upset when people would ask me, like, they're like, Alyssa, are you black? And I was like, because for a long time, I'd be like, no, I like Micronesian. You know, like, yeah. that me? You know? Um, and then the follow-up question of being like, oh, is that in Africa? Right? So it's like, I was well, also at least I'm not alone. Of- <laughs> right. <laughs> like, my <laughs> dumbass questions. <laughs> yeah. I think that, that also, <laughs> when I was getting those kinds of in- ignorant questions, you know what I mean, from people. Or and when like, you're getting them a lot, that's got to get like so fucking old. Right. And I would just get so frustrated that I couldn't be. And then I realized like, oh, I can be black and Micronesian. And yeah. how do you like dissect that further? Um, but yeah. yeah, people used to ask me stupid shit and just like I'd get texts. I remember I've gotten texts from people asking me like, are you sure you're not black? As if I was like. Why would I just accidentally not know where I was from? Like nobody, yeah. no people couldn't accept that. And I don't, it's cause you know, it's not like you're seeing Micronesian people every day to begin with. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That, so I always found, I, get, I would get so frustrated by that. That um, is such an interesting, just that whole dynamic of like, what does it really mean to be black or like, right. That's wow. My head's exploding. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> do we do that? No, we don't. Well, all white people are white. <laughs> like, what does it really mean to be white? No one cares. Uh, <laughs> it means, ooh. Uh, yeah. Great definition. Was that weird? Not weird, but like, I don't know if you see this a lot on social media or just in the world, but there's just a lot of angry people out there. Whatever. Yeah. The, uh, when, when Trump won, the like, 56% of white women mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Is there ever, this is such a dumb question. I don't even know what I'm trying to ask. No, I'm ready for it. Do you ever, I mean, this is such a like conspiracy theory, like the end of the world shit, but it's like, do you ever like worry about your mom (laughs) or like, like she's one of the good ones. (laughs) Yeah. Like that. 
Um, when people are like white women are bad and you're like, well, hey, whoa. That is the I don't know what question. the I don't even no, know what the fuck yeah. I'm asking. I well, being in it's definitely I talked to my therapist about this too. Um, but like having a white mom is is a different experience. That, For um, sure. That joke you have a joke about it and mm-hmm. I'm like Yeah. And so I think so like growing up I, I had a lot of like white I had a lot of white friends who were girls, right? Yeah. And um I think we're related because I feel like my relationship with my mom is very much like the same as a white woman's relationship with, with her mom. mom because it's right? a white mom. Mm-hmm. You relate to the person based on who they are. So right. Like, and I think there was things, my mom's own identity and stuff. It's just like, since being an adult, uh, she's like very open to conversations and she obviously married a black man during a tense time in America. That's true. Wait, were yeah. they in Texas? Um, they they weren't in Texas. They're both from the South, but they got married. um, Like my dad, they got married in their late, my dad was in his late twenties, but my dad was a freshman in college whenever segregation ended. So like they're, wow. Were your, do I mean, if you even know this, like were your grandparents cool, like on either side? From what I hear, not exactly. Yeah. Well, I (laughs) mean, yeah, right. From what I hear. It doesn't surprise me. I met my grandma and she, oh lord mm-hmm. um I'm like i can't talk to you essentially they like just they met and then that's i think what spurred my parents to travel so much because uh they met and it ended up like moving to south carolina to live together for a little bit mm. like then moved around <clears throat> a lot so i think they kind of just were like oh let's just create like our own separate life um, i love that yeah because yeah, you're like anywhere we go we run mm-hmm. into somebody i'm sure that's like Mm. right they've been like my mom always tells me stories about them being followed in grocery stores and things like that that's frustrating um, right I, I agree and um but i think there's some things that i've had to basically like say to my mom i'm like as much i know i'm your daughter but like you're not gonna be able to relate to this like there experience. are things that you can't right you can I, I think that all the time that it's like i can sympathize mm-hmm. i can like try to be supportive of my friend i can like do all I can to understand the black experience, right. make myself like aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. really educate myself about the history of it. But like, really, right? I'll never really feel that feeling mm-hmm. of like, just, I mean, so much totally of like what it means to be black or like, I, I mean, just the like, I don't know with oppression and stuff too, or, yeah it's wild and i think i've had to acknowledge my own privilege like my dad was in the military um and my dad's always made like decent money we're probably in that upper middle classes (laughs) range yeah or whatever um and so it's not like i ever wanted for anything yeah um but then and my mom reminds me of that often sometimes when i'm complaining but then there's times (laughs) where i have to be like well this is like beyond like this isn't a material for me in this like very I, w- I was raised in such a very specific, accepting, progressive bubble yeah. by people. Which is like a great way to be raised, right. but it's like, this is not the world. It's not the world. You forget, too, when right. you live in progressive places. You absolutely do. And I even feel like, even Alaska, which people don't necessarily consider progressive, it's still so much like, do whatever you want. Like, yeah. do you, come as you are. And yeah. I've, and I've kind of only been in those scenarios. Yeah. So, um, that's been interesting. My older brother, who's mixed, actually, uh, we had a conversation. I think it was only maybe two or three years ago at this point. One of my older brothers, 
Um, and it's my older brother who definitely doesn't identify as being black. So I have one older brother. That's fascinating. Yeah. I have one older brother. Definitely. He's um, a genderqueer okay. a black person, like I, heavily my oldest brother, my middle brother. Is he like wears thick rim glasses, like militantly black? Um, I don't know why I just created a cartoon. He does wear glasses, but I don't know what's that. I was like, maybe. <laughs> is he loud on Twitter? I probably follow him. Oh, I he, like he him. Is, he is probably loud. He is loud on Twitter. <laughs> like he work. responded to the tweet you posted this weekend, actually. You probably, yeah. Um, <laughs> what a <laughs> stupid question. Yo, What's the premise of the podcast? Right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so he's just like very... So he very much is like... Progressive, owns who he is. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm, I mean, like very much has had those like experiences. Yeah. Um, I don't think that my middle brother hasn't had those experiences. I don't think he maybe identifies them in the same way, but he definitely is like, he identifies as being white, like white emoji hand. We'll see that. Wow. White emoji hand. Not just like the tan one in the middle. No, not even just like the the yellow color. No, white emoji hand. Um, Definitely identifies like, oh, I'm not like, he'll just be like, I'm not black. Does he say he's white or does he say he's mixed? I think he says, I don't know what he says. I don't know if he ever. That's interesting because I never think of, this is just dumb of me, but when I think of like mixed people. You always go with like black. Like, you know, and I I think a lot of it comes from like oppression or like whatever. Is it like racist white people are not going to. You can be less black, but to like a dumb racist, they're just like, right. well, you're still, you're definitely not white. It's that whole like drop theory. Or whatever, yeah. Right? No if one's like a drop of it. Yeah. It's like, you can't, you, can't, think you can't hide. So it was like, like, it's the same as like, yeah, never mind. Whatever I want to say is going to get me like in trouble. But like when it, when you have like identity issues, not based on visual factors, right. you know, like. Uh, gender sexuality mm-hmm. like no one should have to hide who they are but in theory yeah. you could right whereas like when you're mixed you can't be like i'm irish right <laughs> like, exactly i'm just a white There's irish like a guy like the rest and yeah. other identities but yeah. like it in this there it, i mean he he's super light skinned he's super light skinned um and it, i think he keeps his hair he's kept his hair short i think recently but we had this conversation in the car and i was saying something about like being black and he turned to me and he's like, but you're not black. And mm. I was like, Aaron, I was like, every, like, I'm black. Like, there's never been a time in my life where people haven't seen me as black. And I just remember him being very, he's like, but you're Micronesian. And I was like, nobody can make that distinction. Like, nobody, yeah. you know, like, it's, you're not, nobody's inspecting my skull to be like, oh, could this be from my Asianic culture? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, what, or whatever. Um, and so just watching his shock on his face, I was like, oh, and like having that conversation, he's like, oh, I guess that's true. Like, like did he like genuinely never occurred to him that like never occurred in every situation you are, regardless of what you are, is like right. people are like, this is a black woman. Exactly. Never once. So I was like, <laughs> such a, yeah, right. Such a different. I guess you just don't think if he doesn't feel like he's viewed as mm-hmm. a mixed person or like whatever, right. he's like, it's never, or if someone's just never, it's never been brought up as like a thing. It just. It just it. He just exists, and it's never been a thing where it is a thing. Yeah, I don't know a better word for that. Right. But he's like, oh, I didn't. It didn't occur to me that like 
Mm-hmm. That's a thing that would come up for you. <laughs> totally. And I'm like, your dad is black. <clears throat> like your dad, like, you know, you are. Ha- so Have you met a- dad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. What if he's like, dad, are you? You guys just find out he's completely colorblind. Yeah, we've never known this whole time. He's like, well, I thought Wait. we were all white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's told me. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, so. that's interesting. So, yeah, so it makes for, uh, it's always just a, Yeah. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. So is he, are they both, I know you have, is the, the genderqueer, is he the one with the, I don't want to like give away jokes in your, mm-hmm. but like you said that one of your brothers has a boyfriend named Mr. Mom. Wait. I don't oh know. no. Yeah. Um, his husband, his husband. Okay. Yeah, I remember his husband or boyfriend. Yeah. His husband. And we call him gay mom because okay, mom. he's also from Georgia. Like my mom. Uh, <laughs> gay mom. I love that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, what a dynamic yeah and, and, and my brother's husband is not he's a little bit young only a, a little bit younger than our parents too so oh that added to that so he's like a sophisticated older yeah gay mom yeah oh, wow okay <laughs> yeah cool and then the other brother is he married single um out he's there single out he's single dating someone who he's been with who he probably shouldn't be with um he Specifically dates a lot of Asian women, too. Like, he's very white. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. He sounds Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> he's also very good with his money. Oh, gosh. Um, like I identify as... Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't know. My mom is, I think, has some Jew-ish. That's um, my, there's... It gets mixed in there a lot. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, I don't... Like, I can't ever imagine my middle brother, like, dating a black woman. Yeah? Like, I don't think I... He says... I mean, he says he's open to, like, all... But he just keeps dating the same. Yeah. But like you've clearly fetishized Asian women. Yeah. Or maybe you just have a type. That's a weird conversation of when people go, you're racist because you don't want to date this type. Like specific person. But but then it's like, well, that's just such a whole different conversation. Right. Because it's like, well, if I just genuinely at this point haven't yet found myself attracted to this specific race of people, like Mm -hmm. I haven't met a Chinese man that I like. Right. But I haven't. I'm not like, ah. No Chinese people. Right. And that's where the difference is. I don't understand that. I mean, I'm just attracted and to everyone and horny all the time. So yeah, I'm just like, no. <laughs> it's like an, I'm a weird energy. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm just attracted to you. Yeah, like, I don't exactly. need, um, there's no physical thing for me. It's just like, I don't know what's the like, conversation. You don't have like, a face. Let's bang. Oh, even better. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's been interesting. I think he has, I, I don't know what that comes down to for him, but. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's a very ever. different experience. That's his business. Yeah, right. So you identify as gender fluid. I do. How long? How long has that been? I mean, a, I don't know if it's thing. like always been a thing. How, <laughs> yeah. how long was it? How's? I mean, have you always known that, or was it not till the kind of terms became more mainstream that you were like, oh, that is kind of so that makes sense. I definitely think I've always felt that way. Like I remember as a kid, I would often be like let me pee standing up like yeah wear boys clothes I have a like thing y- that i it's like uh i've never used it yet it's like a device i think it's for camping but it's oh. so women can be standing up that's awesome. i keep it in my glove box I'm like, i don't know what if i get stuck in traffic <laughs> yeah and then you're gonna have to use it yeah um i tried <laughs> i tried so many times standing over the toilet 
and it wouldn't work. Pinching my pussy lips. No, when I was little, <laughs> like, you know, like it's all about aim. You have to spread a lot farther. Yeah, than you think I never you. thought to, to like ready. stand over the toilet. I was like, <laughs> and you have to be ready to charge that piss out. <laughs> like it can't be like I think I might have to be. You have to be you ready can't to just tinkle. Like, go no, full you have to blood. like spray. Yeah, and that, which I've done several times. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I kind of always was on that line, and I always just thought it was a part of my. Existed. female yeah. identity to just be kind of like a dude yeah i just was right. like yeah like you're a i'm a tomboy type of thing like, right i'm a tomboy or like i have a lot of like i get this i mean which is already so like socially constructed like this is a masculine way to think this is a female way yeah because you go and, like well how much of this is nature versus nurture mm-hmm. like it's like am i masculine or did we just designate that this, this. is a masculine thing yeah and so i think when i first even heard of the term i think when i first heard of the term it was someone saying that they felt like they were too spirited where they had like both those identities yeah and i like remember your own yin and yang right <laughs> <laughs> all in one and i just, remember being offended by that at first because i was just like well why can't i just be a female who like is kind of masculine also i mean black women are prescri- are like given so many masculine attributes as stereotypes as like you have to be strong and like yeah you have to be strong you're super sexual you're all of these things so i was also like maybe part of it's like this cultural perception and like stereotype um and then as i've like lived longer actually here in seattle and just as i studied like gender and stuff in college that's when i definitely started to realize like oh i'm not i'm like somewhere in the in-between and i never really I never really, because I feel like I came to terms with my, like, ethnic identity so late after I, like, kind of even started to realize in my early 20s that I was, like, somewhere on between, like, male and female. It's never been worth it for me to, like, I've never been, like, oh, like, I want you to call me by these pronouns. Or I've, like, been really firm and all of that. And I've just kind of, like, I just for a long time just kind of explained it to my friends of like being kind of like a tomboy or like you know yeah always has a lot of guy friends anyway like all my close friends have been like i have so many close friends who are dudes and always same. have like even yeah since i was a kid yeah you know like those are the same i would spend the night with them as much as i'd spend the night with any of my like female friends yeah today. and um but recently i've just like i've started to do the joke on stage you know and talk about it a little bit more um because i think I mean, you're starting to see more and more people come out as being like gender fluid, like Frank Ocean talks, you know, yeah. stuff like that. And um, it's like, okay. And I'm just, I'm so like, I agree with you. Like, I'm so afraid of like labels all the That's time. That's the thing is that like, because when you did that, Joe, I mean, I, I, you guys don't know this, but like I went up to you and I was like, wait, I want to talk about this because yeah. I have a huge gender identity issue. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just, but it was always like, I felt really masculine. I didn't identify with like, quote, being a female but i was mm-hmm. also like but i don't want you to take away the fact that i'm a female like i have the struggle of a woman like right and i do have days where i feel i want to be feminine i want to be pretty and other days where i'm like i i would wear a business suit and right <laughs> and i also find that my the way i date in my sexual relationships i'm like my attraction to like masculine presenting people I feel like comes from a masculine place. No, I always feel this is going to offend someone. No. I have always felt like a gay man trapped in a woman's body. Yes. And I used to use that same terminology. I, no. Cause I yeah. have like a horniness. Like a dude. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no you guys, it's not okay to say, we know that, but yeah. it's like, you don't, there weren't words for it. It was exactly. like, exactly. I often, I mean, I absolutely agree with that statement. And I always felt that way. I'm like, I've like, 
having sex with masculine presenting people, there's like a different level of like, I don't know, aggression there and other stuff that I like very much like that's what I'm attracted to. Yeah, well I also like and I identify and have that in me. And I want someone who will meet me on that level to do that, right? Yeah, sometimes I am like that. But also then like I wonder, because a lot of times I'm attracted to somewhat effeminate men. And I'm like, I think that they're bringing the opposite. Like, I think I'm attracted to them because I bring this masculinity. Oh, okay. It's just an interesting... But yeah, to go back to like labels thing, that's the thing for me is... I think I have this hesitation of trying to even put a label on it because I don't want to be reduced to that label. Exactly. And then people treat you differently when you're like, I'm not any different than mm-hmm. I was five minutes ago. But they're like, ah, gender, whatever you've yeah. decided. Like gender fluid. Hmm. And then they just also just add these other things on you. Like whatever that means. Like I'm not going to, I don't have a blog. Like what do you think mm-hmm. that I, what do you think gender fluid means? Like I don't Right. I, like, I mean, I take a deep breath before I do that joke every time. Yeah. I was even talking to someone the other day about being gender fluid and they're like, well, I identify as being gender queer because I don't want to put those labels on myself. I'm labeling what actions are masculine or feminine, et cetera. And I felt like one, one, I was like, that's super dismissive. Two, <laughs> two, after that, I was like, I mean, I would love to evolve to a point where I didn't label these things about myself, but I mean... I'm so like new and even like being like, hey, this is who I am. Yeah. You're like, like, let me just embrace it for a second. Yeah. And figure out what that means or looks like. Because I mean, I guess if you teeter between both, there really isn't. You don't have to put a label. Well, that's how I feel. And then when I try to bring that up, like the other day it was, I think, National Coming Out Day. Mm -hmm. And I tweeted a thing and I was like, I hope no one gets mad at me about this. And they didn't. But I was like, I don't. I don't want or i don't like to put i I, i'm not comfortable or putting a Mm -hmm. label on my gender or my sexuality but i support my friends in whatever your label is right like be you i'm here for you totally if you need me to stick up for you i will but it was like is someone gonna get mad at me like like it's the wrong thing like is it not helping to refuse to have a label because it's just like i don't and i think that's also and that's a privilege i've had to acknowledge too where i'm like okay I still don't care if you call me she, he, I don't, I honestly don't care what pronoun people use for me, which is another reason why. Um, I also just phonetically like the sound of she. I just want to be called the with two E's. (laughs) Thine. You can call me thine. Um, But I also realize, like, I've also just tried to be like, okay, I can acknowledge that that's like a privilege I have that I can be passing on however way. Well, yeah. And that it's like, I feel masculine, but I love growing my hair out. Right. I love, and it's like, I have days where like, like I, I quit wearing makeup for a long time, but then there's days where I want to do. And well, that, that also I think plays into it mm-hmm. is I usually wear no makeup and I wear, but when I do wear makeup, I go full, like I'm either right. all in. And I don't know if that's a very small scale or just that. No. I don't know how to do makeup in between. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're like I'm either contoured or I'm trash faced. Yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah. either like I'm dressed like a, 15 year old boy or I'm like a bad Dolly Parton impersonator. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's just, it's just strange that those label. I, I think I'm trying to figure out what support looks like, you know, and I, and I've dated, I've gone on a few dates with women. I mostly date masculine presenting people. Yeah. I also, at first I was like, okay, well like, am I like, by because like is this a sexual thing is it a gender thing and i found like being on dates with cis women it like wasn't 
excited. Like, I was like, oh, I don't like this. I don't vibe. I found I myself attracted to women, but like. Right. I don't know if I'd want to like. Like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I feel like I could be like a life mate with some women, but I don't right. know if I would have like a sexual. I just want, I think it's hard to find because I sit, because I am gender fluid. I want someone who's equally as assertive. And I found that when I, like, as assertive, I found when I was on dates with women, I definitely felt hyper masculine. Reg- oh. Like, regardless of, like, how I came to the date and makeup, whatever it is. Just kind I of like, like, I'm making the decisions, like, assertive, kind of like yeah. the dominant role. Like, it felt like this weird, like, dominant role. I almost felt, like, sometimes, like, cold and calculated in the way that I was, like, with them. And it wasn't me being cold or calculated. It was me being myself. But I found, like, oh, I, there's, like, sensitivity or something or something different like i like dating men because or men and masculine presenting people because it's like oh we can sit here and it's someone who like gets me yeah and it's like you get me it's not like i've never dated men because i'm like oh we're so different yeah this is like (laughs) what makes us work it's been like oh no like we can get into these conversations talk about these stupid things or whatever and like meet on that level so i think that's a a really interesting differentiation that I've been making recently um, and just how I've like noticed like my preferences and dating people and I'm still open to dating women. I don't, I just don't think I've found a woman that's like, like a woman would have to like knock it out. This woman would have to like knock it out of the park for me. Like it would have, it's like very specific. Whereas like you'd have pretty much any masculine presenting person. I'm like, Oh, we could probably like have a fun dinner and fuck. And I'd be like, I'd be be into it. Yeah, exactly. Or whatever. Yeah. But with, that makes sense with a cis woman. It'd have to be like a specific personality type. Yeah. And it's strange because it's like I have so many, I have so many cis women friends. Like, For sure. And, and I love them. Who, and I love them and they're my people. And like my whole birthday this year, I decided I didn't want any like masculine energy and just wanted to surround myself with people, non-binary people and strong like women. That's like a good energy to be around. Sometimes right. you need that like supportive, mm-hmm. non, I don't know what it is. But yeah. I get it. And I was like, you know, Sometimes let me bring you need my thirties with like these people who I feel like are on the that. same line, right? And I feel like even when I was looking around that table of people at my birthday, it was like everybody was just has like such strong personalities. Like it was like this like this yeah. very specific um, levels of like unapologeticness. Yeah, that's not typical. Um, I love or fostered. That. In yeah, being it's not encouraged as much as I wish it was. Exactly, and I was like, oh, so even like my friendships with you like, found the same type of exactly these people that are like strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I relate, <laughs> girl. I relate. Yeah, um, but it's terrifying to put a label or decide. Yeah, because well, it's it. like I also think that when it comes to just like casual dating mm-hmm. is just putting this label and it, it's a weird thing. Cause it's like, is just putting this label going to close, close out some people. And then it's like, theoretically it's like, well, do I want to date someone who would be closed out to that? But it's like, if it's not like a hateful, they're just like, ah, it's like, do I miss mm-hmm. out on something is putting a label going to attract right. that whole like, the faux feminist man who's just, I mean, any white male who's made a huge part of his identity feminist, like, I don't trust you. I agree. I do not trust you. What are you I hiding? Agree. Like, if you're just like, I just, I support you women. It's like, you probably cheat is what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's like, I don't want someone who's gonna like, 
I don't want to say fetishize, but I worry about people who would like you, like if you go, I'm gender fluid and a man dates you, it's like a way for him to use that as like a, what a good person I I'm am. Evolved, I'm right. so open and accepting. And I already got that, like being from like the black woman perspective. Yeah, like where it's like, I'm so progressive. Got, right. Like I remember t- in college, I, I I was dating this guy um, and he said to me, he's like, Alyssa, my parents have already let me know that like anybody I bring home culturally will be fine. And I'm like, oh, I didn't ask. Like, I'm like one we've been dating a week. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, ease I don't want to meet your fucking parents. Yeah, exactly. And then it was just like, oh, why are you? And it felt like that moment where like, uh, that's always tense. I was dating this guy this summer and I've just started talking about being gender fluid on stage, like within this year. And um, I love that. And he... And we were like, kind of like trying to date for a little while. We go out to get sandwiches and he's like, so like, what is this like gender fluid thing? Like kind of asked me about it. Yeah. So I'm like, hey, so here's what it is. This is like where I sit and I'm like between these things and like really laid it out for him. And then I think it was like not even a week later. He was like, I don't know if I see anything romantic here. Well, because I do wonder if like just... It's intimidating. It's already intimidating if you're a woman with a strong personality. If you're a strong woman, yeah, no, men can't handle it. But then when you go, here's what it is, some of me is masculine. Right. That like, I mean, yeah, actually, I wonder the difference in actually saying that out loud, how many men are like, feel emasculated by that. Right. Like, it makes them go... Because, you know, if you say that to a man, then he starts going and, and... uh, am I gay? Like right, and, and I feel like I saw that look in someone's face. Right, men to be like, be a man, manly man, like right. And it's like I wasn't gonna take you home and try to peg you after this. Like let's just yeah, chill. Right? Like, and I don't want. I don't think my mess. Like ideally, I mean, we all live. I live in this fantasy where it's like I want to be a power couple with someone, right? Yes. And to me, that's like two, yeah. There's like two complementing, like strong assertive like determined ambitious all these things labels that have been put onto men and like the masculine identity that makes a couple a power couple yes right because you go like men are measured on like all of those things and then women are like well what's your bra size and how what do you weigh and right women are so i think we're getting away from it but it's like we're measured on who is the man we're with yeah exactly and men are our condition to be like, I need to be that man. And I'm caring for this woman. Right. It's like, you want someone who can meet you like stand side by side. I don't need you to like be my knight. And right. I want like, I want an equal balance of like support and power. Yes. Right? And it's not, and I'm like every time in relationships, like I don't necessarily want to take the lead. Like for instance, in bed, I'm, I'm like fairly submissive in bed. Yes. Do you find right? that, and I, people are shocked by I that think sometimes. Men, <laughs> men feel tricked by me. I yeah, think I the men who get attracted to me, I think that They're what like, they want is a woman who's like, fuck me. Yeah. And I, it's like, I have occasional moments where I get a little dominant, like right. sw- switch it up a little. But like, for the most part, it's like, I think that's when I become more <laughs> like, more, I don't want to say feminine. More- no, because right. all the men I fuck are also trying to be that thing. Right. Boy, when two submissive people accidentally find out that they're two submissive people in bed. Yes. Like, oh, I've been there. And you're like, no, I just like, and I feel I'm like, I'm sometimes I explain it. Like I'm dominant in so many areas of my life. Like, this is the place I, I want to be. I want to just, I want someone else to take the lead and make the decisions. It doesn't make me. It makes sense though. And you know, that almost feels masculine in the sense of like, I used to be a phone sex operator. Okay. 
and the majority of people who and there's no way to know this from the end of my phone but what it said that the majority of men calling in are like high-powered ceos like when they call it or like dom, right. people go to dominatrixes and stuff mm-hmm. and i will ask the dominatrix i'm gonna interview maybe i'm wrong but like it's a lot of high-powered men that have to make all the decisions and they're like in charge and they're like right. i don't want to do that they're exactly. like and it's like in bed it's like i I'm assertive and fucking telling people what to do every day and, and owning my life. I want, right. I don't want to do that here. Yeah. I can make decisions in my jobs like that. But like when I'm in bed, I'm like, no, you like, tell no, me, tell me what to do. God. You know, like, and like, it's like when they're like, I don't, and it's like, just tell me what to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please just fuck yeah. me. <laughs> I've so, I've been definitely miscategorized because of that several I, times. Or there's a little like, part of me. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Where you're like, like oh yeah a dominant woman like you and i'm like well why don't you get me alone it's not that's not what's like gonna happen uh, i shouldn't have to but a little part of me feels bad because i'm like oh this poor guy thought he found his like the, <laughs> the woman who was just gonna be like now listen to me right <laughs> like, eat my pussy <laughs> eat it yeah, like, right. like patrick bateman him <laughs> <laughs> like, those that was me probably the little there. meat quiet girls are probably more like that i agree <laughs> right you're probably gonna find someone else yeah and i it's so funny to me that's happened to me several times and i'm like oh no i'm just in this i'm just more submissive in that yeah um that's so i'm like yeah this is why we've been friends forever yeah, exactly. i was like we just get each other yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> just like yeah yeah and it's funny i mean yeah i don't i don't often get the urge to be like dominating aggressive no i have moments i mean like i like to be on top on occasion you know no. but even when i'm on top i feel like that's where femininity comes out for me too because i will put on a show for anyone in bed well yeah no it's like right is that femininity or is that just like being a performer? I still okay. don't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. It's like the thing about being on top for me is that like what I want to do and what I am physically capable of doing. <laughs> oh yeah. Are so different. Cause like I, when I finally get up there, you're really into it. And I have that like urge to be like, yes. Ah. And then I'm like, Oh, oh. and plus with the <laughs> arthritis, like I make, I'm no, I do bits about it, but like, it's just like, I, and I'm trying to like fuck a dick and I'm like my hips, but I'm trying not to be like my hips. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I need to get in better shape too. That's yeah. when I get like the most bashful is all of a sudden I become acutely aware of like, Oh, right. my body. I also have never had the, I, I don't know. Well, I definitely have most of the time in sex. I've felt fairly powerful. Yeah. And so I like, I've always found a lot of like empowerment in sexual relationships too. I love when it's a good, a good sexual relationship can make right. me feel so confident just it it bleeds out into other places of my Mm -hmm. life like when there's a good sexual connection and you're having good sex where you feel empowered like when your sex is weird in a relationship i mean there's a million things that play into that whatever but like when the sex is weird i that bleeds over for me like my confidence is affected if like i'm not if i'm hooking up with someone and we're not clicking sexually yeah i get I, I have so many like questions weird. right and i'm like i can't do this but when it's going great i'm like oh like i'm so inspired and this is what i always thought was a masculine attribute too but how inspired and like necessary i feel sex is to like both like my artistic existence my daily existence yes. like i'm definitely that person who's like oh i haven't had sex in x amount of time like am i okay am i sick i need sex yeah. i need to have sex it affects all of like I, I've been in relationships where like for one reason or another uh, I've been in bulk where the guy wasn't that sexual <sighs> or maybe he like yes god forbid like maybe he wasn't into me and like right. I but like and I try to be very understanding and I'm very like let me we'll, we'll make it work how we make it work. and it's like 
I can feel it affecting me. And I think bless those poor men who have been with me because I think it bleeds out into my emotions. And then I just become this like weird, sad, and I'm probably dumping on them in other right. ways because, because I don't have that. I think it's just also just an energetic outlet. It's a specific type of release. Yeah. Like I when agree. you're having good sex, it really does release like endorphins. And yeah. Like, I almost can. There's times where I haven't had good sex in a while and I finally do. And like the next day I'm like, wow, I'm so much more relaxed than I've been in the past. Yeah. Like while I feel know? like I'm like, oh, my head is clear. It's also just interesting whenever you are like have a high sex drive. I was dating this guy for a while um, and his libido was lower than mine. Um, and at one point we're like messing around in the morning and I was like, oh, like he was like, oh, I'm not sure if I want to have sex. And I was like, oh, you're not going to stop me. And he was like, if you're a man, you like that's right. I could have never. And I was like, <laughs> and it, like, really, I was like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't even realize I was like, wow. Like, wow. Yeah. Like, like, oh my God. I immediately. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I, ne- like I totally, cause it's like, you don't think they have those kinds of boundaries. No, right? you just like, think it's like, and I also don't think they have those kind of boundaries. Cause I, most of the time, you know, you think I'm that's like, go at any time. No, it's together. like, if yeah. I'm not into it for, for whatever reason, for a minute but with someone I'm normally into it with, sometimes just a little push is like okay like, yeah like sometimes and then i was just a little tired but i want to fuck you now yeah right yeah. and so i think that was like one of those moments where i was like oh shit like i need to think yeah. about this how do these things like foster for me and yeah that's so interesting well and it's like yeah i've had that too where it's like who like i've dated guys who are like have their own hang-ups or like their libido is affected one way or another and i'm like feel like i need them to fuck me for me to feel good and feel like confident mm-hmm. but then it's like I don't want you to feel bad or pressured. That's weird. Right. Like, I don't want you to feel bad because whatever is keeping you from wanting to have sex with me is your, it's like, that's a whole fucked up thing in a man's head. And then for me to be like, what? Like bullying you. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, you call you pussy. Why don't you want to have like, sex with me? Yeah. Why don't you fuck me like a man? It's like <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. You monster. But like, totally. God, I'm in a weird place too now where like, Granted, I'm not too long out of a relationship, but mm-hmm. and I, I know you and I were talking about this yeah. over dinner at that fucking you guys' <laughs> hipster restaurant. Sidebar. <laughs> we went to this really hipster place. The food, by the way, though, you know Fantastic. what? They fucking nailed it. Yeah. You took I a would, photo just for yourself. Like, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was, yeah. I want that recipe. For, but I'll never step back in there. No. You guys, they brought our check in a full... It was like a book that it looked like they'd taken from a used bookstore. It just was Cambodia. Yeah. A Lonely Planet travel guide yeah. to Cambodia. <laughs> Our check was brought in the middle of that. <laughs> in the full book. In we the- just both burst out laughing. <laughs> it was too much. Oh, she had to know. I, I haven't gotten over that this weekend. <laughs> no, not to mention I went in and I was like, they, no one was really helping me. I was like, I'm sorry. Is it like seat yourself? And they were like, oh God, no. And it was not a full restaurant. No. They were like, do you have a reservation? And I was like... I mean, yeah. Yeah. It seems fine, though. At all your community tables. Like, do I even need a restaurant? Yeah. I'm like, we'll put you in the corner. You don't look hip enough. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, like, staring out the window. We don't want anybody to see your faces. <laughs> don't look at the other customers. You'll upset them. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, oh, no. But um, just got out of a relationship. Oh, yeah. So that, that's the weird thing is that right now I feel like uh, I don't I don't feel sexually drawn. And, and it's, maybe it's just like a dip and I'll get over it. A lot of my friend yesterday was like... Yeah, I felt like that too. I was in, I was like asexual for a little while, and then one day you fuck, and you're like, oh, I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, I don't feel like I can have 
casual sex anymore. Like I can't yes. have sex with someone I'm not connected to. And now I'm like, this is a weird. It's you obviously, frustrating. We, yeah, because yeah, like yeah. you can't, you can't obviously force that connection, but you also no. don't want to force it. Mm-hmm. But, but then, sometimes I just want to orgasm. Yeah, but then it's like <laughs> I do know if I were to have that connection and I was having sex, I would it would be a good right thing. I don't know. Yeah, I think that that's been a weird. I'm like, what has happened to me? Like, why do I have to love someone? Right. Or feel? Can I don't even know if it's li- if it's like. Like, I just, I just why do go I need to think you're cool to have sex with you? Like, can't I just hit I you just up and you come over and we call it a day? Yeah. But I can't. I cannot. It'll, you'll get it back. Or maybe. Or maybe I'll just become a monk and like masturbate away into the woods. Right. <laughs> just right. Whatever happened to her. I think she lives in a tree house in <laughs> Sequoia where she just <laughs> masturbates and meditates all day. <laughs> Medsturbating. Oh. Medi- Mastertating? Mastertating sounds great. Master, I, I'm a mastertater. <laughs> that sounds like a weird also potato chef. Into, yeah, I was like, also very into tater tots. Yeah. <laughs> she lives in the woods, masturbates, and eats nothing but tater tots. I mean, that doesn't sound like a bad life at it all. It sounds very peaceful. Yes. So it's like, <laughs> I have everything I need. <laughs> eating tots in a tree. Like, I mean, it's a little weird, but she seems happy. Yeah. She smells terrible. And she's... <laughs> never look better though yeah I'll tell you that you know <laughs> potatoes get a bad rap they're actually pretty good if you're only eating potatoes right they're gluten-free so yeah oh i want a potato right now <laughs> yeah uh, all right i'm trying okay. to think comedy wise let's talk a little comedy yeah. okay let's do it because you bring up your life in comedy and i think that's great i'm a big advocate of talk about your life be honest or about your experiences whatever mm-hmm. um where do you do you have any plans for kind of where you want your career to go Oh, <laughs> I, I, yeah. to be fully clear, I hate that question. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I was like, like oh, plans. When right people there. like describe your comedy. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, it's funny. We, Cardi, I talked. Yeah. I think my first step would be obviously to just make all my money doing comedy. Right? Yeah. I think that's the first step. I'd eventually like to get into comedic acting <clears> a little more. I don't think I'll ever stop doing stand up because there's just so much value and release that I find from stand up. I love it. That like, even if I wasn't doing it regularly, I could just see myself still wanting to like go to an open mic to like get that out. Get that out. Right? Yes. I've always thought the same thing. Um, and I, yeah. So I think that's a huge one for me. I'd love to just be writing more um, in general and both in the sense of like sketches, scripts, et cetera. Um, so I think that's where I'm at right now. And I'm, I'm kind of open to like the possibilities of what that will look like over the next few years and how that I might that. evolve as I try out these things. Um, I like that. Yeah. I want to do more festivals. I think up and coming, uh, like coming up in this next year, I'd love to apply and get into more festivals to do that. Um, just for the networking piece and to just the exposure to other areas would be awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm so excited to get more out and on the road and the times that I've spent doing comedy other places <coughs> I love and I feel like it adds so much value. Um, so yeah, I think that's where I'm at right now. Awesome. Um, I'm excited for you. Yeah. I'm excited to watch you like grow. So even just like Thanks. seeing you're like when you first started and like sent me like, cause you sent me a couple clips and I was like, this is great. And like yeah. watch you grow is like, I think I actually sent you the second set I ever did. I remember. And I was like, this is, this is awesome. I'm so glad she's really doing this. Like, yeah. and it's one of those things where, I mean, I think you and I talked about this, but I, in general, and like I'm, su- of course, I like support like feminism, women, but like I won't. Yeah, you're not. If someone sucks, they yeah, suck. I'm not gonna just be right. like all women together. We're all the same and just as good because it's like we're not. And that is feminism. Is that some men suck and some men are great? And right. guess what? Women get to do the same. It's like a lot of us are really great, and some of us 
are probably great at other things and right. not like find the thing you're great at yeah. or don't whatever <laughs> but like i am so die hard when i like i just i love your comedy i just believe in you and i just love like thank you getting to i'll just when i want to support i want more eyes on more women and i want women to get more opportunities right there's no point it's just me being like i support women see no <laughs> but it's like cool to like get to watch other women like succeed or, yeah. or whatever i little things i mm-hmm. can try to do to help when i yeah. see a woman who i'm like this is great and especially like when you have a unique voice and it's a different style i'm just no i've appreciated your support this whole time i like definitely have looked to you to like get real answers and to like get real perspective and it's been so beneficial especially whenever you start in different scenes and you are in different scenes yeah it's like it's just a different set of eyes your career like i like also awesome like i remember seeing one of the videos you did like back when you were in orlando oh god like (laughs) even your last show to like now and just to see the progression that like can be made in comedy and all of this it's it's, like it's great to have being supported by another woman and to be yeah have that and like see someone further on their careers and i mean i'm thankful because i've luckily i feel like in this short time already there's other women who are in comedy that have just been crazy supportive like i think of joanne Schinderly down in portland she's like been awesome awesome yeah like she's she's further on her career and her support's meant so much to me i mean just like my friends here who are also women in comedy doing their thing making waves it's like anytime i mean janelle james yesterday and she Uh, loved my set and i was like this means something to me oh my god i love that yeah and it's like i want to be i want to surround myself with more of that yeah i love seeing people succeed and um yeah I, uh my friend natalie hole actually made a post about this very recently in this like small group we're in. it's like men get a lot of mentors in comedy because yeah. but like how can we be better mentors to each other yeah those of us who aren't cis dudes and what are things like you wish you were told and what are things that you wish you know you had to support because that there's a difference when you go up on stage i've had men give me advice in comedy and i'm like that's so specific to being a dude to being a dude like i'm never gonna get up and be able to say something like that yeah because this is the body body i'm in like, yeah it's like nope, that's not part of not me accept that when i do that or say that yeah it's like even if i think it's hilarious and i want to do it you know like sometimes like work. that is just not gonna work for me right yeah there can be great jokes you're like that is amazing and it does not fit me at all I know I had a uh, dude tell me or maybe it was like a year or two ago, two years ago at this point. He told me that my comedy needed to be more universal. Shut the fuck up. You hack. <laughs> I don't know who you are, but I hope you're listening to this. <laughs> and I was like, at first I was just like, what does that mean? And then like the longer I've thought about that, I was like, there's just no, it just is what it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's I, basic. And it's like some people's comedy is organically going to be universal. Right. Like just general observational. A lot of times that'll be right. But I say your comedy should be your comedy and then your audience finds you. You find right. your audience. And I think that was the best I did at Seattle international comedy competition <laughs> last year. And Yay. we had this industry night. Yeah. And one of the things he said, this um, agent from LA, he was just straight up like, you know, stick with your voice and know yes. that eventually someone is going to support your voice. Like and don't sacrifice that like artistic integrity yeah. and do it, you know, like just keep doing it and you're going to find someone who's going to be like, I want to invest in that. And that's funny. And you just, and I was like, that's, uh, that was probably some of the best advice I ever received, especially after being like, where I'm like, how do I make this more approachable for everybody? How do I make this less? Like, I'm just very, I'm a dark person, sarcastic person. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know how to 
you know, how do I combine all those things to make it universal? But like, yeah, and it's like there's going to be I'm. it's like it's hard because like the, it, the person, the reason you're drawn to comedy, there's a little bit of like, I want everyone to love me. Right. But it's like there are just going to be people who aren't on board with even just certain jokes. And totally. it's like you have to just be like, OK, that's not for you. I will respond. To, I mean, this is so right. counterproductive, but every once in a while I'll get like a troll or something on a tweet and they're mm-hmm. like, not funny. And I'll respond and be like, hey, just so you know, if someone t- tweets something that's not funny, you can just keep scrolling. Like, right. you don't have to tell me, if this wasn't funny, then it wasn't for you. Right. Every once in a while, they'll respond and be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you, yeah. Oh, okay, I didn't, you know what? Thank you for that. <laughs> totally. Like, I mean, usually they're just mean and they call me like a horse face cut <laughs> or they just ignore it, but I tried. Right. I think too, I mean, when I'm still early enough in comedy. I'm, I'm pretty much, at, I'm about to be at my four-year mark. Woo-hoo. Yeah, and I know that right now my writing is still self-centered. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not fooled to think like at this point, there's definitely some things that I work, work on all audiences, but like I can only progress. Like my writing is going to progress at a different rate than maybe I want it to. Right. Yeah. Like that's time. Right. It so just maybe happens. I write about everything about my life. Then I move into these more like, okay, here's weird thoughts. And then I find out people connect with these more. Right. Yeah. Or like learning how to sell these other layers of yourself isn't something that happens overnight. No, you can't force so, them. You can try to write about it, but it's going to get better as you, the longer you do it, the right. better your writing gets. So I'm, for all of us. Exactly. So I'm like, maybe eventually I will be more <coughs> like universal quote unquote, which I even still hate that term. Like yeah. whatever that means, but I like, I have no expectation. Like I'm just not going to come out and write about, Oh my gosh, the airport. Like that's just not me. Yeah. Like I don't have a good take it, my wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm not there or whatever that is isn't a part of if that finds itself way into my writing that'll be great it's but. also like because airport does seem like such a like i mean obviously it's a, a really heavily done topic but right. it's like that's universal and then you go like oh what a kind of like a privileged perspective to think that it's universal to talk about airlines right <laughs> Where it's like what if someone's never been on a plane yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh there's people who probably don't fly right <laughs> oh totally yeah God. so I'm just yeah. trying to, I think you got to be patient with that too. Yeah. You just kind of got to let it go and like just keep working. I think. Yeah. Who the fuck am I? But, um, that's great. And I love, I love, uh, meeting other women that like, that you feel like you can get honest feedback from. Like that's what's yes. like, Oh, you're doing comedy dope because right. like, you're not someone, I feel like we know each other enough that if I were to be like, what did you think of this bit? you're not just going to be like, it's great. I love it. I mean, if, if you th- really thought that, sure. Right. Or whatever. But like some people are just so concerned with wanting everyone to like them. Well, what if, what if I give them constructive criticism and later they don't want to hire me for their mm-hmm. TV show or something that it's like, I don't fucking, I don't want you to blow smoke up my ass. Right. Like you're not I don't know the truth. I hate the general great set. Yeah. Like either tell me what was, I love when people like this Point was out a, a joke. great joke. This yeah. was a great tag. Here's where I think, or when someone's like, oh, it wasn't okay. Like, oh, it was f- okay. Like, tell me why it wasn't. Like, I definitely yeah. want to know. <laughs> like, like, I want to grow. And it's also yeah. just that, like, I think of these, act like, famous comedians, how, like, other comics, I think, will, like, oh, this person's, like, doing well. And just be like, ah, you're so, they're just, like, so great. And kiss their ass. And it's right. like, well, don't, they're going to plateau. If you just, because people are like, oh, we're laughing because we know who they are. And they're so funny. And it's right. like, someone should tell them that one joke was terrible. <laughs> yeah. I remember once I was um, 
doing I helped I opened for a really great comic who I love named Monica Nevy. Um awesome. and she had a she had a really good set. Um she was like kinda high I remember and then after the set I was like, hey, I was so afraid to ask because I just felt like in that moment like I've seen her crush and she crushes more times than she doesn't crush. Um but I wanted to be like were you like I just had a question like were you in your head? You know, I was like very scared to ask but yeah. I was like I kinda notice, you know. And so I I said it and she like kind of looked at me like I was shocked. And then I just feel like, but it like established a different level of respect between the two of us. And I would love any honest yeah. feedback that I get from her too. Right. Cause yeah. it's just, it's important, you know? And, um, and it's also, that's the thing you see as a comedian who's like watched a comedian a few times. Right. You go like, it's like, cause I can say that to friends and be like, the audience doesn't know that you were in your head. Like, no, there the wasn't audience, a thing. Yeah, it wasn't a thing. crush, right? Yeah. Just like, or it's like, it was a little different than it normally is. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, I remember being terrified to ask. And then I did anyway. <laughs> um, she did give me kind of a sassy response at first, which was deserving. Cause it was so, I was so awkward about it anyway, but I was like, you know, I want to know. Cause I, I, especially someone you admire, like what makes the difference between, like all their different yeah stuff. like what gets you out of your head yeah like, like what is it and it's like this kind of just curiosity to know I, I it's always coming from a place where this like curiosity to know what you know like yeah it's like i yeah. wanna is there is there a secret and it's like maybe there's not but right and also it's like i think it was also cool to see like knowing that you're in your head and you still crush like i think that showed me that night too like there's a consistency that can be met in comedy yeah where even well, it's like it's even like, if you don't feel great about it you still had the audience they were still engaged they still like you you're still hitting all your punchlines the right way exactly and so i think it was also this moment of like wow like that's just so much like talent to be able to like do that to the untrained eye that wouldn't have made it made no difference yeah but know? but it's like you can be <clears throat> you're not as connected as you are with other sets mm -hmm. and to go. Cause it, it definitely, there is, I think a difference over time and maybe it's who knows what it is, but I think a lot of it comes from just getting up and getting up and getting used to it. But right. yeah, the difference in when you start and when you're in your head and you're like, this is not going well. Right. And not to say that that never happens the further you get. I'm sure like everyone continues to have sets like that, but being able to be like, you're not really connected, but the things are still hitting. Like you have right. enough of a set or you know your cadence or you're just, it's you almost like you're just up. doing the job, you uh -huh. know? Where you're like, that's like a performance piece where it's like, oh, this like whole other instant kicks in of remaining consistent during this time, even though you're like, I should do try something else, but I'm not doing it because I just like don't have the energy or the capacity. Yeah, it's to like make I don't want to do the right new now. thing. I'm just gonna like right. go through the motions mm -hmm. and still try to like sell it and like you know I'm getting paid to do this. But you still sell it, job, yeah. right? Where it's not like robotic or like you don't even care that you're here. Like, right? <laughs> yeah, like no one can tell. You literally fell asleep on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a performance artist. <laughs> My eyes were closed the whole time. I'm trying this new thing. That'd be so weird if someone. <laughs> there's some idea right now trying that <laughs> but just imagine if someone was doing their set but like and wasn't drawing attention to the fact that their eyes were just closed <laughs> just like, uh, like uh anyways i was at the airport <laughs> yeah. just like what why yeah, are their they're eyes they're closed <laughs> people be so <laughs> it's like wearing sunglasses on stage yeah that, well mitch hedberg used to wear like pretty dark glasses somebody said like oh okay sometimes because like he was so nervous oh but that's also a thing i heard who knows yeah Hmm. all right any um 
final thoughts or where can people find you online? Oh, yeah. So you can find me online on any social media platform at Alyssa Yo, and that's A-L-Y-S-S-A-Y-E-O. Um, and, you know, I'll be there on the internet like the rest of us. My God, <laughs> save us. I hate the internet, but I'll be there too. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Bye, everybody. All right, there you go. Alyssa Yeoman and all kinds of stuff. Uh, Micronesia, you guys, look it up. We we talked about a lot. Uh, it was great. It was fun. I think I copped to my own gender issues, which is, uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's a first. I'm sure I've discussed it probably on the gender episode. Um, she's awesome. You guys go check her out. She really is great. Uh, if you like the podcast, subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. Give me those reviews, please. It helps. I'm so grateful for the ones I've gotten. You guys have been really great about those. Uh, but I want to hoard them all because I don't have parental love. So I just need to find it in the form of strangers giving me five-star compliments on the internet. Because uh, unfortunately, I'm a human in the digital age as much as I um, hope to one day exit it and just go live in the woods and disappear forever but i you know i don't do that to you guys my beautiful my beautiful friends on my in my ears friends in my ears friends i don't know you guys whatever it's the cough syrup share the podcast with your friends everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes follow at blessed podcast on twitter or ignorance is blessed on instagram all one word blessed has two s's for those of you who are a little spelling impaired uh and you'll be able to stay up on what's happening over here as always, please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. If you have questions about any guest or have a topic you'd like to hear covered and or someone specific you uh, I think would be good for that topic, tweet them at me at JMS Comedy. Send them to my Facebook fan page and a message, facebook.com slash JMS Comedy. I'm pretty much JMS Comedy wherever you can find a JMS Comedy. And if there's someone out there on a weird social media I have not heard of who's JMS Comedy, boo them. Take them down. Tell them to knock it off. I mean, whatever, you know. Ask and I will try to deliver what I can. Remember to keep asking questions. The more we ask, I'm sorry, you guys, I almost wasn't sure if I was going to cough or sneeze. What did I say? The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. You guys know that. Asking gets questions answered. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.